I'm Natalia Loback, and this is Change Course, Pushing the Boulder Uphill. Welcome back. It is Culture Month here at the Change Course podcast and at charthouse.ca. So we are back with another episode investigating and picking apart organizational culture, how to change it, and how to make your change successful in the context of the prevailing organizational culture. So our theme for this month is plus ça change, plus c'est la même chose. Listen back to the first episode this month to find out more about why. But really, the more things change, the more they stay the same, and nothing could be more true of culture. So when we're actually trying to change culture, you are really pushing that ball, that boulder up a hill. Culture change takes the longest of any type of change that you will ever do as a change manager or change leader. It does not happen overnight and it takes incredible leadership and persistence. Why is that? Well, as I mentioned, culture is just like the air that we breathe. It is everywhere. So over the last two episodes, we've broken this down a little bit and we've gotten to understand how to define culture, how to understand it. We understand now what it is that we need to identify specifically to change. So you need to identify the interactions and the behaviors and really understand and be able to predict how things work or how things happen in the culture and the organization. When you want to change the culture, you need to be specific about what is the current interaction or behavior and what is the desired interaction and behavior. So the more specific that you are, the better and the more effective your change will be. Here's where there is a lot of controversy around cultural change. And I have a specific opinion about this that I've actually seen play out in practice. And I have a very strong belief about this. Culture is driven from the top of your organization down. It aligns with strategy. Like I said before, culture is aligned with the way the organization operates and what they do. So if your business operating model is set out in a certain way, your prevailing culture will follow and align with that business operating model in order to enable the purpose. What you define as important in your organization will be important in your culture. So culture follows the operating model and it will follow your strategy. Therefore, culture is a leadership responsibility. I once worked on a cultural change with an organization that had a highly toxic culture. And one of the things was that there was this, you know, idea by the leadership that really it wasn't them who was toxic. It was the staff. And so we were asked to put together 
working groups and um, did some amazing uh, subculture development in those working groups. But did it really have a long-term impact on the culture? I would say no. And the reason why is because, again, culture is a leadership responsibility. And so if you endeavor to change your culture, it starts with leadership and it starts with demonstrating the new behaviors and interactions, defining what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And then the third part, which is an area that many people find uncomfortable, holding people accountable, including your peers in leadership and also yourself. Undoubtedly, whenever we embark on a cultural change, people will make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, You know, it happens. But the key thing is that if leadership wants to lead the culture through a change or requires a cultural change in order to better meet uh, their goals as a business and, and as an organization, You absolutely must lead it from the top down. And when leaders make a mistake, you have got to be able to own up to your mistake and do something differently. I talk about this because what happened after this cultural change was that nothing in the or, you know nothing in the organization really changed um uh, you know the the staff members who were in charge quote unquote of these working groups to try and shift the culture did you know an excellent job of creating some really excellent subcultures and connections between um you know the various peers and staff within the organization, but the essential interactions between leadership and staff did not change. And so um, there were some very difficult interactions that occurred and um, some strong emotional reactions as a result. Um, And, you know, very devastated, very upset individuals that, um, you know, had very strong, uh, you know, responses, um, of just feeling devastated and feeling abandoned and feeling very, very upset, um, when certain behaviors didn't stop. But what ha- what happened was that the, the leader in the organization did not hold people to account for this change. And this, in fact, what was, what was driving, much of the toxicity when the, within the organization. It was a prevailing pattern between leadership and staff um, that was being repeated time and time again throughout the organization. And so if leadership were not willing to hold their peers and themselves to account, then of course the prevailing pattern will never change. This is the hardest part. This is the hardest thing to do. You absolutely have to drive it from the top down. You have to be showing people what is required and expected of them. And when mistakes happen, you have to, through the strong connections and relationships that you want to build in the organization, admissions of mistakes, what people will do differently is really important. Holding uh, peers to account and holding oneself to account is what needs to be happening and be visible. 
these types of leadership behaviors create a lot of trust with individuals within organizations. They create a lot of trust with staff. And the more that they are repeated and go against really the past prevailing patterns, the more trust and the more goodwill will be created. But all it takes is one toxic interaction to erase all of that. And so leaders, if you are looking to make you know, a change from a very difficult and toxic culture into one that's more productive. Um, Know that it takes a very long time to build trust and a very short time to destroy it. So this is one of the hardest things. It takes repeating behavior patterns to build trust. And so that is why it takes so long to change a culture. Not only that, but as you bring people into the organization, new individuals into the organization, there is an opportunity to ensure that they are aligning with the new and desired culture that you're building. And so ensuring that you are selecting individuals who have experience in demonstrating the types of interactions and behaviors that you want to see going forward, such that new individuals who are coming into the organization can start to shift that prevailing culture towards your desired culture. The last thing I need to talk about is another difficult subject, which is just like when you're looking at performance in an organization and you have individuals who are low performers As part of organizational health and renewal, you do need some turnover in your organization. So like when I've talked about things like um, reorganizations, uh, mergers, you know, that kind of thing, there are always organizational exits that occur. And like I talked about with um, the adoption curve and resistance and, you know, looking at those people who just do not want to change. Again, exactly the same thing that I've said in that episode, I'm going to say here, which is that your responsibility as a leader is to help those individuals who are not meeting your cultural, your desired cultural goals is to help those individuals exit the organization. Because as long as they are aligned with the prevailing culture, or, and you know, your past culture that you do not want to build, you do not want to continue, you will still have that gravitational pull of the culture being reinforced by these highly resistant individuals. And so as part of productive organizational growth and turnover, you will need to exit those individuals from the organization. If they can't get with the culture that you want to build, they need to go find somewhere else to be especially with toxic cultures, it's very, very important that if you have individuals within your organization that are toxic or managing their teams in a toxic way, um, that they exit the organization. Um, you, your culture is defined by the poorest behavior that you tolerate because that is what people can get away with. And that is what they will do. Um, so, you know, do not be defined by poor behavior, um, define yourself to a higher standard. 
and ensure that you're building that culture that you want to see. So cultural um, measurements and milestones are also really important. This is where looking at the cultural survey tool is also important. So you can measure some change. You're also going to want to look at measurements, milestones, and indicators that can help you figure out how you're doing in terms of where you're going with your cultural change. And just like anything, change is difficult and, you know, produces a lot of different emotions. Obviously, when we're changing culture, we want to make it better. We want to align it more with the business that we're doing. We want to get rid of or uproot those um toxic elements or things that are not um, working and helping us towards our vision. But this can be quite hard. So if there are people in the organization that, um, you know, are very happy in the way that things are, the way that they're doing things, they will have a difficult time. They will not want to change, you know, all the things that we've talked about with change in general. Um, So you know, ensuring that there is a really strong cultural plan, that you've got a change plan and a change roadmap um, to go through the cultural change, just like you do with any other change initiative is really, really important. And honestly, I wouldn't be even looking at milestones or measurements until at least, uh, you know, a nine month mark up to a year to look at how the culture has changed and the progress that uh, that has been made because cultural change takes an incredible amount of time and an incredible amount of reinforcement to help people learn those new behaviors, those new interactions, and to help change that culture for the better. Hope you found this helpful. Um, Culture is one of the most difficult subject areas and one of the most difficult things to change in organizations and you know that's why we're devoting an entire month to the discussion around this subject so stay tuned for our uh, content via all of our channels and uh, we're coming to you for the rest of the month with great culture content um, here at the change course podcast as well as charthouse.ca. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, I invite you to like, rate, share, and subscribe because it helps others find us. Our music is Levity by Emily Clausen. Change Course can be found wherever you get your podcasts. And we have an accessible version with fully edited captions on YouTube. You can find the link to this version on www.charthouse.ca in the Change Course podcast show notes. While you're visiting us, sign up for the Change Navigator newsletter. We're launching shortly and you'll get a monthly dispatch of all things change and hear about the upcoming launch of ConnectedChange.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's never too late to change course.